Welcome to the sermon podcast of Faith Lutheran Church in Oregon, Wisconsin, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ crucified and the promises of God that our faith clings to. For more information, visit us online at faithlutheranoregon.com. A fellow pastor was relating a story just last month about his first visit to a certain shut-in member for the first time since the pandemic and the lockdown restrictions began. It's a member who lives alone, uses a walker, never leaves the house, and is nearly deaf, too. He gets the door, knocks on it, and she opens and says, Pastor, hello. What on earth are you wearing that mask for? Pastor responds, the virus. Huh? The virus. Oh, yes, I, I read something about that. Oh, the bliss of not worrying. Well, this example is not exactly what Jesus had in mind when he said, do not worry in our gospel. It exemplifies a certain level of trust in the Lord and a freedom that comes along with it. In both our gospel and epistle lessons this morning, we see what freedom God gives to Christians. First, we see a freedom from something or, or from some things. And because of that freedom from something, a freedom towards something else. First, what we are freed from. Jesus says in our gospel, Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? There's something amazing about the gospel and what you hear in church, or you, you should hear in church, what I hope you hear here. It, it's qualitatively different from every other message out there. Because how many times in the past six and a half months have you heard, don't worry? We've heard a lot of other things. We've heard all the things that we should be worried about. We've heard of all the things that we should be paying more attention to, of all the things that we should be doing. But Jesus comes along and he says, look at the birds. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, and your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? modern secularists, even some modern theologians, might simply dismiss our Lord as being naive. How can he say that when people have their real problems? But our Lord was no stranger to things like hunger, or homelessness, or sickness, or even epidemics. We heard just last Sunday about leprosy and the epidemic that was. Jesus was no stranger to how viruses work how fires spread, or, or even more mundane things that probably cause us more worry, that work is, is difficult and toilsome, that we lose sleep over our relations with other people, that raising children is difficult and tiresome all the way from birth all the way through, that school and, and being a child has its own difficulties and frustrations. And you probably brought a bit of your own unique worries with you this morning. 
Jesus was not oblivious to any of these, any of your real worries or realities. Jesus knew better than anyone the frustration of living in a world filled with sin because he was there before there was sin. But our Lord provided even after sin entered the world. He provided for Adam and Eve and, and, and promised the payment for sin, how he would carry the burden of, of all the world on himself, on the cross. Jesus knew better than anyone the burden of sin because he was the one to take it all on himself. So you don't have to worry about sin. You don't have to worry about your, per, your burdens because our Lord has borne them. And so because of that, Jesus says, don't worry about how you're going to get what you need. Your food, your clothing, your finances, I've got that too. He says, for the unbelievers chase after all these things. Certainly your Heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Normally, I, I don't think there's as much of a contrast between the priorities of believers and the priorities of unbelievers as there is right now. And there's one fundamental difference. For unbelievers, this life, this world, is all there is. And death, at least a death out of my control, is the worst thing imaginable. The unbeliever wants to be in control of everything, of his food, of his clothing, of his finances, of his happiness, of his health, of even his death. And Jesus has to tell us this because this is what we want too. Because what we want naturally is to be freed from things in this world. We think if only I was freed, for instance, from my responsibilities as a student. If only I was freed from my vocation as a parent or a citizen, I wouldn't have to worry. But surprisingly, Jesus doesn't free us from any of these. In fact, he, he puts us in our vocations for our good. We still have to live in our vocations and work under the law. But the beauty of living in our vocations is that we each have our own. A bird doesn't need to worry about barns. I am not the President of the United States or the Governor of Wisconsin. I don't need to worry about the things they need to worry about. Children are not parents. Parents are not children. Wives are not husbands. We each have our own vocation. God gives us our vocations and promises that he will provide through them. It's a lack of trust that, that doesn't believe that God can provide through whatever vocation or situation I am in. Unrestricted worry makes me my own God. So Jesus has to remind us that God really is in control. In every vocation, in every situation, in every difficulty. And that's a wonderful thing because he knows what you need. A believer is one who trusts that God does has and will provide everything that you need. And so we pray that God would, would lead us to a greater recognition of this and a recognition 
that the kingdom of God and his righteousness are more important than anything in this world, including even our own life. The body is more than clothing, life is more than health, and there is more than even life. And once we realize this, that God does provide us with our daily needs, and we aren't freed from our daily vocations, but we are freed from worrying about them. And so, because we are freed from worrying about how what we need will be provided, St. Paul can say in our epistle lesson what we are freed towards. First, we are freed towards someone who has fallen into sin. St. Paul says, If a person is caught in some trespass, you who are spiritual should restore such a person in a spirit of humility. Literally, literally, when he says restore, he means that we are to put them back in their former condition. Large Catechism says this, even though we have our sins, the grace of the Holy Spirit does not allow them to harm us. For we're in the Christian church where there is nothing but continuous, uninterrupted forgiveness of sins. We have been freed from sin, and through the church are continually forgiven our sin so that we may forgive one another. Second, we are freed to bear one another's burdens. This does not mean worrying about something that is not my vocation to worry about. But if God puts someone in my path who is carrying a load, whether it be sin, temptation, worry, or fear, it's my duty to help them bear whatever burden they may have. Because that's what Christ has done for me. Christ, in his love, bore all of my burdens on the cross. Third, St. Paul says, Let the one who has taught the word share all good things with his teacher. In other words, give your offerings to the church. Share all good things with those who teach you God's word. And this is not, give whatever you have left over to the church because the church will take it. But give your best. Give all good things. In our gospel lesson, Jesus said, you can't serve both God and mammon. Either you're a slave to your money and the things that you have, uh, the things of this world, or you realize that everything has been given to you, even your money, as a gift from God, so that you may give them to others who need it more. Freedom is not working to gain as much as you can for yourself. That's slavery. Freedom is realizing that you have the privilege of giving it away. Finally, St. Paul says, let us not become weary of doing good. And as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, and especially to those who belong to the household of faith. It's wearying to do work, to do good, all by yourself. That's why we have each other. That's why we have a board of elders, a council, and a voters' assembly here at our congregation. Members of God's family restore the erring. We bear one another's burdens. We support our teachers, and we do good to all, especially to our fellow Christians. The Son of God loved me and gave himself for me 
so that I may be free to serve him and my neighbor in his need. Close with this. I've been reading a book uh, recently about mercy, about showing mercy. And the author, Matt Harrison, quotes Luther, who is dealing with Christians in the middle of the Black Plague. And he makes this point that, that Christian freedom is not a freedom from the things of this world or even death. Rather, it's a freedom, as he says, it's a freedom that pulls one outside of oneself. It's a freedom toward communal purpose, vocation service, and mercy. It's a freedom toward eternity. Thus Luther offered this advice to those who remained in plague-stricken cities to serve the needy. Everyone should prepare in time and get ready for death by going to confession and taking the sacrament once every week or fortnight. How stark that is to the modus operandi of our world in 2020. Worrying and living to get away from death. Luther said, everyone should prepare in time and get ready for death. And do it, as he says, by going to your pastor and taking the Lord's Supper once every week, or at least every other week, in the middle of the Black Plague. This is not ignorance. This is faith. Our Lord knew, again, how viruses were transmitted when he instituted the Office of the Keys and the Lord's Supper. Still, he said, do this often. Because some things are more important than death. Namely, life. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And it's through the Lord's Supper that the Lord gives you life, along with forgiveness and salvation. Through the Lord's Supper, the Lord literally gives you forgiveness. He literally gives you strength to bear your burdens, and he literally gives you the ability to love each other more and serve each other in love. If you want a solution to worry, this is it. Jesus has said, come, all you who labor and are heavy laden, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus frees us from worrying about sin, from worrying about the, the burdens of our vocations, from worrying about money, from worrying about our life. And he frees us towards service of our neighbor. We are freed uh, to, to help them, to, to help them be free of sin, to be free from burdens, from financial difficulties, and finally, free also, as we are, free from death. In Jesus' name, amen.